0: All right, welcome to Mediation. You guys uh, are kicking off the premiere of oh Mediation. God. Maybe we'll change the name, I don't know.
1: I like the I like I, li- I
0: like it, it's
1: Mediation. It's like Mediation.
0: Um, so you guys had a fight? Yes. Great, uh, not great, sorry. I'm sorry you're fighting, but <laughs> also thank you for your generosity. I'm curious who wants to s- start telling the story. You come to and then you realize motherfucker's still playing video games.
2: Yes, sir, he was. And I was walked out here like all I'm sure pathetic looking and he was like, What's wrong? I'm like, I had a nightmare.
0: You tell him about the dream, he continues to not be perfect by <laughs> patting you on the head. Did you really pat her on the head?
2: <laughs> Woke up at six thirty,
3: still not in bed.
0: Going forward, do not overpromise and underdeliver.
3: So the issue is when it taco night.
4: It has led to more Issues than you would expect. No, like, yeah, no. Hey, <laughs> I, I I just want to. Yeah, you have our attention. please <laughs> Yeah, you have our attention. So there's some control
0: issues going on. Yeah. But like, if Abby wanted to throw Kurt a bone, tacos would be a real easy one.
4: I don't think you've ever like really told me how like being in the kitchen makes you feel, because that's like how I feel when I go and I watch my movies and play video games. You know, I don't think I'd ever heard you describe it like that. We're just here to save marriages, you know? We
1: just fucking
3: mediated.
0: (laughs) What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting and new, new special Vile Files episode. Uh... I've been teasing about it. Naz Perez is back. Hello, everyone. She's back. She hasn't left.
1: Hi, uh, I'm really excited to be if here. If you're
0: tuning in for Taylor Thomason, she unfortunately had a last-minute issue come up. She will be back on this show. We can't wait to have her. And because Naz was here recording the recap, when we found out that Taylor couldn't make it. She stepped up, stepped in, <laughs> and uh, helped us launch this new segment that we're doing on in our interviews. This episode is going to be different than normal because, well, one, we had this emergency. And then uh, we've been toying with this idea for some time. Oh, this, this show started with one episode a week and it was our in and our interviews and we did our Ask Nick's at the end and they were so popular, turning turned into a new episode, but a lot of people liked the di- dynamic and we're gonna keep the Ask Nick the way the Ask Nick is. Long form conversations, people calling in, sharing their stories from their perspective to their situation you know, long stories of, like, this is what happened, this is the situation I'm in, and then I share.
1: Right.
0: We're introducing mediation.
1: What's mediation?
0: Mediation. Uh, It's a segment. We just call it, we just, we we like mediation.
5: You yourself said in this episode that you liked it. I'm, (laughs) listen, it's, I'm,
0: uh, He's asking, We landed on Vile Files and asked Nick, and, like, it's fine, but those are, neither of which are my favorite names for this show or that, Segment. So, I, before we jump on and call it mediation forever, are there
1: other words that you guys think would work better than mediation?
0: I'm just, we're just penciling it in, and, and we can. The audience feel free to, if we want to call this segment something different.
1: Yeah, you guys chime in and say. I always, I was like
5: thinking because think it's, it be it's couples calling in usually. So uh-huh. then I was like, what if we did like a threes a crowd or like threes a crowd source? Because we're crowdsourcing other mm. s- couple qualms
1: à <laughs> We just listened a couple. Every,
0: every idea is a good idea. First, I there's wanna, no
1: bad idea. I want to say thank you for Nick that idea. Nick never likes my ideas. That's not true. <laughs> I liked it.
0: Thank you. You have a lot of great ideas.
5: Nick told me once he was like, "You know what, Allie, you're a solid hitter. You get ones and twos, but you know, every now and again, Amanda gets a home
6: run."
0: <laughs> when did I say this? First of
6: all, Moneyball. That's a great Moneyball. Moneyball, Allie. So that's not. Either way, me, but I also disagree. You hit home runs,
0: thanks. Also, Aww. either way, when you build a team, if I'm the GM in this analogy, you need <laughs> I'm your single. You need you need your you need your hitter who hits for average, and you need the long ball. Yeah. Both equally important good to totally the team. Both are part too. of the
1: team. Mm. Oh, love this. I'm and every <laughs> once
0: in a while, your person who hits for average will still hit like five or six dingers a year, and you know the home run hitter sometimes strikes out a little more often. <laughs>
1: yeah, it is true. I mean, if you got- I also you am a lot not saying runs, that's
0: how I describe you, but uh, good analogy.
1: Love it. Well, so for today, it's mediation. Today we're calling it mediation. And this was born out of the idea of Ask Nick? Sure, well,
0: our Ask Nicks are very
1: popular. Right. People, people like
0: them, but there's other types of ways we can use this type of skill. Right. Uh, And we spend so much time with individuals, and they're like situations that have been going. They're usually long situations that have been going on. And if it's like a one off with a friend, there's usually a lot of backstory.
1: Oh, the context. The
0: context is there. And it's great. We love it. We love it. Right. And usually, yeah, there's a, a deep root problem or whatever. And this is mediation because we in in relationships and fights like every couple has little bicker is in fights and maybe there's an mm-hmm. onion to peel back maybe there isn't maybe it's just taco night yeah and maybe it's just about like clearly you put water in like it's not it's not too this is really nice and um, fun for
1: you because you get to now hear two sides of a story when when ask nick you're yeah. basically going based off information from just one person well not only that but right. the ask
0: nick is again more backstory right. and and it's seeing a situation a little more honest. And this, as we found out from our our two pilot ones, which really went well. I was honestly never really sure how these go. Uh, it's there was some context and we peeled it back, but it was really about, you know, this the specific fight and then hopefully a, a solution. Roses are red, violets are blue. Don't let your wild pube wreck you. You heard it here first. I, uh, I'm so glad Manscaped is back uh, as a friend of the show because I might, I might be Manscaped's best customer. Uh, changed my life, changed my relationship. I'll be honest. I'm assuming many of you, you're dating a guy who have who does one of two things. One, he doesn't do anything down there, or two, he maybe uses your scissors or some sort of beard trimmer he has. Men were disgusting creatures, and Manscaped is is revolutionizing the way men can groom and take care of themselves, starting with with the under area.
5: But as someone who's endured, you know, waxing, laser hair sure. removal, I don't have any forgiveness for
0: that. Well, that's the thing, though. Too is man Manscaped makes it so easy for men. They they have their trimmer is specifically designed for that area. The Lawnmower 4.0, this electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. Yeah. Where might you need that? And get this. The Trimmers Advanced Skin Safe Technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It's truly remarkable. I can't recommend it enough. I'm their best customer. Have your man be their best customer too. And quite frankly, they will really appreciate it. They just don't know any better. Just help them out. So you can help them out and get 20% off and free shipping with code VIALL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code v-i-a-l-l join cupid and shoot your arrow with manscape this valentine's day i can't i can't tell you enough just get it it'll save your it'll save your relationship uh let us know what you guys think uh before we jump into our callers i know won't this won't be like a traditional interview episode but uh let's touch base on a couple of things one Naz, as you mentioned at the end of the best recap you started heartbroken anonymous Mm-hmm my one question for you uh on, on that is uh before we get into our pop culture passions with heartbroken anonymous what is is there an out like if someone comes a heartbroken anonymous because it's a correct me a community for people dealing with heartbreak mm-hmm. um and i don't know much about alcohol anonymous other than like once you identify as an alcohol, I believe you're like, you're always an an alcoholic. You're just in the You can be sober, but you're
6: still an alcoholic. Yeah. Are you asking if people graduate from this program?
0: Yeah. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't, if we're using that analogy, Mm -hmm. like, hopefully, you're not always in heartbreak. Mm -hmm. There is a graduation from it because maybe you've, the idea of, if you're heartbroken, the implication, you can be healed. And once you're healed, like, certainly there will be that's why, you know, like there's a difference between like a wound and a scar. You can have a scar, sure. Mm-hmm. But it's still healed maybe, you know, maybe the scar, you know, for using mm-hmm. analogies. But mm-hmm. what is what is your kind of out or like how do you do, Do does Heartbroken Anonymous have like a, a graduation program?
1: I love this question. Thank you for that question. I really appreciate it. Cause um, we are not a 12 step program in the sense where um, a, a support group like AA will help you sort of get, and like you said, graduate through that thing that you're dealing with. Heartbroken Anonymous was born out of a stranger telling me about their heartbreak and being more comfortable talking to me about it than their own friends and family. And I was like, whoa, that's so wild. Here's this girl telling me like the deepest, darkest parts of her soul. She can't talk to her mom or her sister about it. There's power in being around strangers and being able to release. And then I also realized like in my own heartbreak, which I had months later after meeting the stranger and learning the concept of telling strangers just makes you feel safe, is that I went through a heartbreak and I was, I had nightmares, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat. It was just so all mentally consuming. And I started going to therapy and therapy was like 175, 200 a session. And I was like, who has $800 a month to feel better? This is insane. Um, I started doing all this research online and I found that the same part of your brain that lights up when you're going through emotional pain is the same part of your brain that lights up when you're going through physical pain. And I was like, oh, so you're, you're telling me that like heartbreak can literally feel like a blow and a punch to your stomach. Like that is how my brain is registering this pain. And when I say heartbreak, again, like I mentioned in the former podcast, it's not a girl getting dumped by a guy. The definition of heartbreak, if you Google it, is overwhelming distress, which could be racial injustice. It could be losing your job. It could be the loss of a dream, heartbreak within yourself. fights, Friendship breakups are literally some of the biggest heartbreaks I see come through the group. And so when I realized that, I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we could put people together to share stories? And so to answer your question, Nick, I'm not in the fixing business because I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm in the relief business. And I believe we as human beings on this earth just want relief. When you're I remember when I was going through my breakup, I would literally Google how to get a Taurus man back, because I'm like into astrology. And I, and and having like, you know, gone through that and looking back at that years ago, I'm like, oh, I was just looking for relief. I just wanted to feel understood. I wanted to feel heard. Taking that, knowing also the science behind being around strangers. So this man named Nick Epley did this incredible study. And the Chicago transit system where he surveyed people before their work commute. And so when they would get on the subway car, they would either, most people look for a seat by themselves, right? Because we think it's going to be more peaceful to sit by ourselves and we don't want to be around anyone. And so they surveyed people after their commute on people who sat by themselves and people who sat next to strangers. And the people who sat next to strangers reported feeling happier. You just did. They did another study at MIT where they put two pieces of chocolate in a room and if you went in and ate it by yourself Nick and then me and Amanda went in it right after you we actually would report it f- tasting more delicious just sharing chocolate with someone else so i'm i was taking all this stuff in my head where i was like i don't have a lot of money to feel better i don't want to go to therapy i want to go to therapy i can't afford it i think therapy is necessary for some people if that's what you think is right for you how can i create something that can be like in addition that can create relief i'm not here to sort of fix your heartbreak but I'm here to remind you that you're not alone. We're in a loneliness epidemic, Vivek Vivek Murthy, who was the 19th Surgeon General of the United States under Obama. Their job is to literally tour the United States and pick the one thing that they're gonna sort of tackle during the presidency, right? Sometimes, we've heard this, it's been drugs. Some Surgeon Generals are like, obesity, we gotta tackle obesity. In 2016, it was loneliness and no one's talking about it. One in four Americans live alone and, I grew up in the 90s where if my parents were at work late, Nick, like my mom dropped me off at my neighbor's house and we were all friends and we would talk to people. And now people don't want to get to know their neighbors. And so you throw a pandemic on top of that. And heartbreak is just the most isolating thing in the world. And you can you can be heartbroken over anything all the time to also answer part of your question. Um, you can heal over, you know, a breakup with it, if you broke up with some guy, but you can also be heartbroken over losing your job a month later. So in summation, Heartbroken Anonymous is a place where you can come, you can share. Sharing is not required, but it's encouraged. Um, You share your story. You listen to other people's stories. There's no crosstalk allowed. And it has been fascinating to just hear the amount of stories and the amount of diversity and how everyone is just feeling alone under violence, under heartbreak, under addiction, under depression, I believe is loneliness. And so that's really the point of it. During the end of each meeting, we share something we're grateful for. So it's not sort of like ending in this like, ugh. And the one requirement to have membership in Heartbroken Anonymous is to have hope. And hope is a faith that good can be derived from painful situations and lead to personal growth. And so that's sort of um, what the ethos of Heartbroken Anonymous is. It's why I started it. And in the pandemic, we went virtual and now people from all over the world join. And it's even better because now people can join without their camera on. You can be even more anonymous, Um, but I'm doing them in person. And I always do one on holidays because that can be a hard day. And Valentine's Day, our meeting's coming up where I think I'm gonna do a hybrid meeting where you can join on Zoom or in person if you guys are in LA. You know, I'm here to remind you you're not alone. And there's also a lot of science behind listening to someone else's story. Um, you mattering when we feel like we matter and we listen to someone else, you feel like you matter. You matter to this person who had no one else to talk to. And you're here in the meeting for them and mattering feels good. And so you leave the meeting, not only reminding yourself that you're not alone. Cause when we go through any type of heartbreak, I feel like we, I picture Charlie Brown with like the cloud over our head where we just think everything's happening to us. Like, ah, oh, I can't talk right now. Friends that's calling me. Like I'm dealing with this guy, not texting me back. And like, that's all the time. And it's like, When you go to a meeting like this, you're like, whoa, no, everybody is dealing with this. This is not just happening to me. And so you feel a sense of community. You feel like you're giving back. You feel like you matter. And it makes you feel good. And you feel a little less alone. And if I can make people feel better for an hour, to me, that makes all the difference.
0: That's great. So how do people… Because I I think that was a really important distinction. You know, like say, for example, like the show or the Ask Nicks and and people are coming and asking for advice. They're not because it… Offers unique—just the, the, the ability to vent or grieve or and or offer re- like relief, just let it out. Right. Uh, uh, thats that's nice that you have that space. It's not necessarily for like—it's not counseling or you don't have—you know, that's really— mm-hmm. So how do people be comfortable with being alone? Because we talk about that a lot. Mm. It's important to get in to know yourself. All while dealing with loneliness. You know, because yeah. th- those are two. Those are two different. You're, you can be alone and not feel lonely. You right. can be amongst friends and family and feel lonely. Hundred percent. So, how have you? What have you learned as a? You know, someone who's been kind of. It's an
1: observer. As an observer, of, as an observer yeah. of loneliness, yeah, and as a participant, uh, and someone who's
0: been really lonely <laughs> of of things that are causing loneliness more, and then a takeaway to feel less lonely regardless of your situation?
1: Yeah, I love that question, Nick. You're really good at asking questions. Thanks for asking that. I think what I've learned is there's so much shame around loneliness. I think like as somebody who's, who was and has been lonely and is lonely often, I had to ask myself like, why am I so embarrassed to like admit I'm lonely? What's so like scary about this word? And I've thought about, I've thought about the way that people who aren't lonely perceive the lonely. So for example, if we can all sort of close our eyes and remember being in middle school and like all the popular kids being at that lunch table and you being alone, people think loneliness is like contagious, right? Like, oh, we don't want to hang out with Susan. Like, she's lonely. I'm going to catch it. (laughs) And so it's, it's this, it's like both sides not working together, right? I'm over here and I'm scared to admit I'm lonely. And it's because a lot of people who aren't lonely, like don't really know how to deal with it or do anything with it. So what is the resolution? I think the resolution is, and I hate using the word normalize because we see it in memes all the time, but it's like, in a sense, normalize, feeling lonely, saying, hey, like, do you want to hang out? Like, I've been feeling kind of lonely lately. (laughs) And I just want someone to be around, but maybe I don't even need you to talk to me. Maybe it would just be really nice if you like if you like wanted to hang out and it's like, oh yeah, like I've been feeling lonely too, actually. Like I'm in a relationship, but like, I don't know, maybe it's like one of the callers that we have later on in the podcast. where are like, I, it's just me and the dog and he works all the time. And and so I think just the more we talk about it and, and we normalize it um, and we recognize that loneliness is a thing that is plaguing people and it's especially plaguing America really, really bad. It's plaguing the UK. The UK administered a minister of loneliness. Um, and that's why I really, I mean, you guys can like, all Google this, people die of loneliness. And there's moments where doctors, and Vivek says this in his incredible book called Together, if you guys have a chance to read it, where he was realizing that doctors weren't really taught how to deal with like the emotional side of pain when they're dealing with a patient. You know, they can like give medicine. And, and that was really what Heartbroken Anonymous was born out of is that why is it that when I stub my toe and it's not feeling good, I can go to the doctors, get a doctor's note, say, hey, like, hey, job, I'm not feeling well. Here's a note to prove it. I don't have to come in. But when we're going through a divorce, a friendship heartbreak, we've had a miscarriage, we're expected to wake up the next day and resume life as is. And I think it's just a matter of having the discussion of how do we want to talk about and treat loneliness and heart, which is under all of that heartbreak and all the stuff I've said. How do we move forward? And and it's getting better. People are talking about it, right? But it's also being done in a very commercial way, you know. And like it's 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 a lot of graphics and memes on Instagram, which are great. But a lot of it, again, is giving advice. And can we be more compassionate and just like sit back and listen? And I think that's what I really learned as being a producer on The Bachelor is. Can I just sit back and listen and give back to my community and and let them sort it out and not sort of be like the ringleader in the middle of the circus, you know, Hugh Jackman, greatest showman, and be like, this is what you all need to do to feel better. What if it's just okay that we all feel shitty, but at least we're not doing it by ourselves. Okay, But
0: hopefully we find...
1: Have hope. Hope is the faith that can be derived from painful situations, lead to personal growth. And listen, that heartbreak that fucking ruined me was the reason I started Heartbroken Anonymous. <laughs> and so th- that's really the hope that I hope people instill is that we we do learn so much. And, and instead of thinking of heartbreak as something bad, think of it as like breaking your heart open. And we all learn how to love ourselves more after any type of heartbreak, whether it's being rejected by a job or by our parent that never loved us the way we wanted to or by a romantic partner, right? It's like, it's actually not a bad thing in retrospect years later.
0: Who do we think is more heartbroken? Jason Momoa or?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And this is the pop culture segment. (laughs) Nick, you are so good at what you do. You really are. That was amazing. Incredible segue. Uh, I I opened Raya so fast when that popped up. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no. (laughs) And then then I saw a meme right after that was like, I don't know who needs to tell you this, but you do not have a shot with Jason (laughs) Momoa. And I was like, why did this have to come up on my timeline?
0: I don't know. Naz, you live in LA.
1: Do you think I
6: have I a shot? I think you have a shot. Yeah. I think I do. If I don't, he heard you spe- say what you just said, I think he'd be like, wow. Cheating. I know that's nothing I want in my life. about
0: <laughs> Jason Momoa, but, and, and maybe he's like a, got a, like, I only date celebs kind of policy and no judgment. Maybe he just feels safer. It's like, you know.
5: Yeah. But, but what if Jason but, came to a meeting? Maybe. maybe.
0: Well, there I we do go.
1: cover now, film and television. That's not, Wednesday. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I mean, that's how she can meet him. Yeah. But like in a maybe more organic way. <laughs> because you, ha- you 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 he won't realize this because, you know, maybe you're not an actor or somebody he's worked with, but you know what it's like to deal with celebrities. You know, you know what it's like to you, you can know how to relate. So then he'll feel safe around you and then you might I don't know his like interest in women or his tastes or whatever, but like I can see it.
1: And then they can make I Nick the that. best man. Wow, guys. <gasps> yeah. Oh there you go. Nick, and then you would be my best man. I would not be your
0: best man though. That would just... <laughs> Do you
1: don't think you'd be Jason Momoa's best man, Nick? No. Come on, believe in yourself. No. <laughs> I love I love this man effect. And you know what? I believe it. Maybe it's already done. Maybe I'm I've already dated Jason and that's how I'm gonna act. But I will, can I just say the Kravitz family? I don't know what gene they got, but like they are the coolest people in the entire world. Like, talk about being cool without even trying to be cool every single Kravitz member that walks on this planet. (laughs) And I'm just not as cool as them, but I am pretty cool. Yeah.
6: I feel like it's like a self-acceptance vibe. From all the Kravitz family, mm-hmm. like it's, obviously it's so much more. They're so cool. It could in so be like the so incredible
0: cool. talent and God-given gifts <laughs> that they've been blessed with. It's not
6: like, but what from their like physical
0: features to musical talent,
6: multiple tattoos. But there's a lot <laughs> of people like that. Okay, it's also the tats. I'd I would say, say it's the tats and self-acceptance is the X factor because there's a lot of people who have yeah. the other stuff too. Yeah, but there's something about the way it's all
1: combined in them well, that's magnificent. This. I'm almost at self-acceptance, so maybe I'll get a couple tattoos over the weekend and throw my throw my name in the hat.
0: Do you think you, Do you think he's in? Specific, do you know if he's specifically into tattoos?
1: I mean, I think ba- I, everyone is. I think I who's mean,
6: not into tattoos? Megan Fox Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly got engaged. They got there engaged. There we go. We did the pop culture segment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what are your thoughts on that, Nick? Good for them. <laughs> You've never had such short words and opinions over like One that. could
0: argue that they've been moving at an incredible rate of speed and what's the relationship look like when things tend to inevitably slow down. Mm. That's always the risk. Mm. You know, you could equate their relationship to one that started out a bachelor mm. Does that, you know, and a lot of relationships have, some relationships have blossomed mm. and that started in bachelor nation.
1: What do you think Sakita the key to longevity in a public relationship
0: make it not
1: public make it not public so you have to play like a taylor swift
0: have privacy yeah like have a lot of privacy in your otherwise public relationship.
1: I will say other celebrities, fun fact, that have had two stones on their engagement ring are still together. And that is Ariana and Dalton Gomez. Interesting, Natalie sent me a photo
0: of a two stone engagement ring. No. <laughs>
1: Emily Ratajkowski and her husband are still together and they yeah. have two stones and now Megan and uh, MGK. So maybe, maybe the two stone is the key. Maybe that's Maybe. Thanos's.
0: <laughs> Natalie asked me if I, Infinity stone. If, if she ever crosses the line with uh, like engagement talk or or future relationship planning, mm-hmm. and which made me think. I, and, I, and I, I said she just she she walks that rope perfectly.
1: <laughs> she's stealth.
0: She, it's she's like se-
1: what? So what does she do? Does she send it to you on Instagram like that two stone? Or she's just like, oh, this just came up.
0: She does it playfully and there's a timing of which it's not, it's not like an inundation of like constantly and it's never like, I never feel like, but it's just, it's, and I know the breadcrumbing words being used is like uh, like a trigger warning for relationships, but it's a, just a, a soft breadcrumb of like guiding me down a path for whenever that time comes, but I don't feel pressure and I don't feel like there's That's an great. expectation, it's but amazing. it's, uh,
1: you know. Can I ask you a question? Sure. How do you feel about women proposing to the man? Because nowadays we did a podcast on it, and I was fascinated. Uh, not that was really cool.
0: Me now, today, I go like, oh, fuck.
1: Would you want to be proposed to? Sure.
0: Do I want to? <laughs> well, I don't care.
1: You don't care. Like it's so indifferent. As long
0: as long as I as, as long as it's understood that I was ready.
6: Mm. I also know like some gay couples they'll both propose to each other and of course it's like yes someone's going to propose first that's different than someone proposing second but I think that's kind of beautiful and I think that's something all couples could adopt I love that I mean when it
0: comes to like traditional like a lot of traditional things in relationships like the more we talk about relationships the less traditional I get Mm -hmm. and marriage I mean it is something we now do because we always have always done Mm.
1: so you you think it's a little outdated maybe
0: Sure, no, of course. I, I I still think there's a value there, and as long as we kind of adjust it, um, every relationship, everyone for themselves. But the expectation of having a marriage uh, the way our ancestors or even parents had I know, it, it's I think so is
5: creepy. I think is, <laughs> it is it's becoming
0: creepy. more and more absurd. And unless we want to maintain the level of divorce rate that marriages currently have, drastic changes need to be met. So, like. I, you know, I am, I do not need to get married to feel validated with my life that I accomplished some sort of goal, Love that. but I would love to get married, to have that bond with one individual that means that was it, that is worthy of marriage.
1: Yeah. It's, it it carries meaning for you. You want to make that oath out of love, not out of obligation.
0: Let's preview that preview. Let's uh, show, reveal the new segment. I don't know.
1: Let's premiere.
0: Uh, Premiere. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Mediation.
0: Mediation.
1: For now. Until the name changes. Until (laughs) the name changes.
0: And again, we might, we'll probably just have one mediation per uh, guest. I don't know. Let us know what you guys think. We're going to play around with it. Trying something new. Got to keep things fresh. Here you go. How's it going, guys?
2: It's good. What are your names? um i'm sarah
0: i'm 23 and i'm ryan i'm also 23 all right welcome to mediation you guys uh are kicking off the premiere of oh, mediation God. maybe we'll change the name i don't know
1: i like the i like I, I like
0: it it's mediation
1: it's like mediation.
0: um so you guys had a fight yes great uh not great sorry i'm sorry you're fighting but <laughs> also thank you for your generosity uh how long guys being together just a couple quick like let's get some pers- context here
2: um, we've been together for over two years and we've been engaged for five months.
0: Oh, congratulations. Do you guys live together?
2: Congratulations! Yes. Okay. We live together.
0: All right. Set the stage. I'm curious who wants to start telling the story.
7: I'll let you go ahead. Yeah.
2: Okay. So before like the day he works overnight, so he'll work from like 10 p.m. till 8 a.m. And I work a normal person's hour. So I work from 8 a.m. till like 4 p.m.
0: We'll call them so, traditional hours.
1: Traditional hours. We don't want
0: the third shift to feel like they're not normal. Yeah. Just helping you out. We also don't
1: want to offend all the influencers, you know, that's true. I
0: work. work I'm normal.
1: (laughs) Traditional hours.
0: Uh, I work from
2: about nine to four. So that being said, he sleeps from about ten AM to six PM around there. So we don't get a lot of time together because he leaves for work about 9 30 so on average we get to spend like two and a half to three hours together per day wow it's not that, a lot not and crazy. then it's not ideal no not ideal and then he works some weekends so
7: what do you do for work uh i'm actually a production supervisor uh for a gatorade plant
0: okay well wow. interesting all
7: anymore.
1: of a sudden, my thirst was quenched.
7: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Production supervisor
0: for a Gatorade plant. It's
1: doing really important work to get us our Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. I love that it's working <laughs> through the night to get us Gatorade. You know, I also love that it's called a plant. It made me think of like Peter Griffin and Family Guy. It's like, you yes. go to like, you know, the Gatorade. I
0: interned at Miller Brewing in Supply Chain, and they have plants, and they brew. brew. Hey, we're getting it off topic. Thanks <laughs> thanks for your service. Uh, and
5: potential Gatorade
2: sponsors.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. So you guys don't get to spend a lot of time together.
2: Yes. So this was on a Friday. He was supposed to work that weekend. So he works on a weekend, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So I get home from work, do the usual, like take the dog out, whatever. And we had planned in the short amount of time we had before he had to go into work that night to go get food at this place, like just down the corner, go out to get dinner, maybe soak up a little bit of our weekend. Um, and so when he woke up, he got a text saying that he didn't have to go into work that night, but he will have to go Saturday night. So we had a bonus night that we got like given gifted that we usually don't get. And especially on a weekend where he wasn't working and he was supposed to work like two weekends back to back. So this was like a great bonus. So we got to dinner, we come home and we watched a movie or whatever. And it's like. 12 30 or so. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed because I'm I've been up since like seven or so. So I'm I'm gonna go to bed. And he turned on the Xbox. He's like, Oh, I'm just gonna play for a little while, like hour and a half or something, like 1 30. And I was like, okay, sounds reasonable. He slept his full eight hours already during the day, but usually like on a weekend or whatever, he'll like sleep all night and then take a nap and then go to work. So usually not that big of a deal. So he said, I'll be in at like 1 30. I'm like, cool. Sounds good. Left the door open for the dog because she'll come in with me or whatever. So I wake up uh, from a nightmare, like in a cold sweat at like 3.30. And
7: he was was not
2: um, as dumb as it is my brother and I getting into a fight, like in this, like in a club. It was very very weird, but a lot of
0: my dreams take places in clubs, too. I
1: wonder what that is. There is a reason for that. I don't
0: have the answer, but I bet Ian Wallace knows. Um,
1: So it was more like
2: intense and just kind of like a stressful dream.
0: So you woke up.
2: Assume, up, hey. and, and
0: assumed the love of your life would be next to you to comfort you. I
1: assumed, right. Uh, and no. she woke up distressed.
0: <laughs> yeah, distressed. Right? Just, yeah, uh-huh.
1: Because you're like this fight with your brother.
0: And yet exactly. he is not there. And maybe your th- first thought was like, is he kidnapped? Is he dead? What happened?
2: Ex- exactly. You come, exactly my first thought. <laughs> you,
0: you come to and you realize motherfucker's still playing video games.
2: Yes, sir. He was. And I was walked out here like oh, I'm sure pathetic looking and he was like, well, what's wrong? I'm like, I had a nightmare. And, I, and then I like just laid down on the couch next to him and he like maybe was like patted my head and then
0: <laughs> Did you just continued on playing.
2: Head? Yeah.
0: Could I uh, also, <laughs> for, so I want to check in. Do you agree so far with the version of this story?
7: Yeah, uh, I guess <laughs> the only, uh, I guess detail that she hasn't touched on yet is that once I, when I first got on to start playing, um, I got into like a, Xbox party with two of my friends that I hadn't talked to
5: mm. in
7: months. Like, hadn't, hadn't, had a text, <laughs> hadn't had a text communication with them, no calls, no Xbox playing or anything. So, hopping on with these, this, this group of guys. Catch and, up with know, some just, friends. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so, I would um, argue.
1: Good. For men, that is like the one form of catch up I've learned that a lot of men actually don't call their guy friends, that they connect through video game. I say this in the most sincere way.
0: Yeah. No, it's uh, I, I catch up. I have a buddy. The only time we talk is about the Green Bay Packers.
1: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: And that's how we. And then at the end, it's like, oh, are you good? Is life good? Yeah, great. Cool. And like, that's. Yeah. You know, That's not so a thing in I, our world so much.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, okay. Thank you for that additional important information.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: now, you woke up, you had the bad dream, and and w- in a perfect world, what would have had happened when you woke up? In your um, perfect world.
2: In my perfect world, he would have, if he was still playing the game, maybe paused it and, like, took off his headphones and said, what happened? Or, like, are you all right?
0: So Okay, so it wasn't even so much that he was still playing video games? That's not the problem?
2: I mean, that was a, a little bit of the problem when you said he'd be in bed at like 30 and then it was like two hours past that.
0: And and that's because you just like want a warm body sleeping next yeah, to you? Yeah, because
2: because we don't ever get to sleep together sure. because he works the opposite. Okay,
0: that makes sense.
2: Yeah. It's a so, it nice thing. Yeah.
1: Well, what I was going to say… It's a rare is-
0: thing to be able to sleep next to your partner for you guys and it is a yeah. nice thing that often couples bondo.
1: And yes. I was going to say, Sarah, not having heard your full side of the story yet, just mm-hmm. Sarah's, it's never about the video game, right? It's, right about, exactly. it's about the fact that you just have this underlying need deep down to want to be around and have quality time with your partner that you don't actually get. Often, it wasn't yeah. about the video game.
0: And yep. it wasn't so much about sleeping because the average couple who gets to spend it every night together have been like, "Who gives a shit?" And also, you're when sleeping. you're sleeping,
1: yeah, you're not like with them. <laughs> but also, to your point, and we need to hear so much more of your side of the story. You are living in a reality where this is your only time to connect with these two people you haven't talked to in months. You live with this person and technically see them every day.
0: Yeah, right. So, right. so perfect world, he's sleeping next to you. But he he you wake up, he's not there, okay. Not so perfect. You tell him about the dream. He continues to not be perfect by (laughs) patting you on the head. Did you really pat her on the head?
7: (laughs) So she didn't really tell me about the dream. She came out, you know, I've got the headphones on, you know, it's you know very loud. So I'm not I don't really hear what she says. So I mean she she says she has a nightmare. I don't hear her say that. And then she just gets down on the couch next to me. So I Just assume whatever she said wasn't that important for me to hear it a second time, or like like the clarity of exactly what she had said. So when she sits down next to me, I just assume okay, you know, because I I knew the reason she wanted you know me to be in bed with her is for that warm body, as you were mentioning earlier. So once she just you know got down or sat laid down next to me, I just I'm like okay, she just you know wants to be next to me, you know, even if if I'm gonna keep playing as long as she's here with me, that's fine. So, I mean, I was kind of like playing with her hair a little bit. Kind of, you know, rubbing her, <laughs> rubbing her cheek and whatnot. Um, just to kind of give her that comfort <laughs> feel that I was… I thought she was seeking. And how is, how is the skin? hair rubbing and the cheek rubbing can you do, guys, going can for you? Can you guys
1: do it for us here? Can you display maybe? <laughs> we don't. We some. <laughs> it's just a little… <laughs> oh,
0: wow. That's <laughs> amazing. You know, yeah.
1: <laughs> I will… So, can ro- I, so romantic. Can yeah. I interject for a second? Because I think as women, and I don't want to speak for all women. I, I guess I'm just kind of speaking for me and Sarah. I want to know if you feel the same way. It's not about the warm body. It's not about the presence. It's about me wanting you to want to be next to me exactly. because we never yes. have time together.
0: It's the wanting yes. to want to do And traditions.
1: Dave playing World of Warcraft can wait till tomorrow <laughs> because yeah, I just that's... had a nightmare. Hmm. <laughs> Is that how you feel, Sarah? Basically, yeah. It's like
2: wanting yes not just being like See, oh you had stop. me
0: more when it was like i don't get to sleep next to my fiance very often it's
2: I, all one in the I same
0: i enjoy i find it to be two very different <laughs> the want you to want to sleep next to me is different than i enjoy being next to you is it not
1: it's different but it's it's two feelings that go hand in hand i think right yeah i feel like it's like
2: i want to Like I miss it during the weekdays. Like, do you also, or are you just like perfectly fine having the whole bed to yourself? And like, this is inconsequent. Like this. Yeah. So Sarah,
1: I I understand I would then challenge you to just ask your partner. Yeah, I I understand both. Do you do you want to like sleep with me? And he would have been like. I do, but I never get to catch up with these guys. Is it yeah. okay if I it, keep playing in, for 30 more minutes? In
0: that moment. Yeah, that, that would be a perfect solution. In that moment, who… who?
1: <laughs> a lot of people do this.
0: Two in the morning, having a nightmare. I mean… Oh, no, not like, in the moment. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, but it is an interesting thing you point out that… The, the second The wanting to want something is a very tricky thing that I think gets a lot of couples uh, in trouble… Because, I mean, let's just start with naming what we want in relationships and being up front. And people in relationships have a hard enough time saying what they want and getting their partners to do it. Right, Like that's hard enough, Mm -hmm. especially over the years. Mm -hmm. It's near impossible to go a step further and say, I would love not to communicate with them at all and hope that they do exactly what I want. Because that will make me feel even extra special,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's—I'm not saying never do that, but like, who? Let's—that's
1: where all. Let's the just start come with like. My thing. Right? Let's just
0: start with he actually like gets in bed and sleeps next to you, and if not, you find out why, and yeah, and and, and go from there. So, anyways, let's get get the full story. You, you, okay. you play with hair. You you caress her cheek, <laughs> and then and then and then what did you do, Sarah?
2: Um, about 10 minutes after that, cause I was like, well, I said I had a nightmare. I was ignored. Like he didn't say a word, right? Like he kind of like acknowledged my presence. But after that, he was just like talking on the speakers or whatever, talking to his friends. So I just was like, okay, I'm just going, you know, going back to bed. Like, this is ridiculous. If you're not going to like comfort, I might as well just go back to sleep. And so I think, I think he said like, I'll be, I'll be in in half an hour or something like that.
7: Right. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. I I did I did give her yeah, I did False say yeah, it, it won't be <laughs> yeah. it, it won't I see be where this is going. And yeah. back, it be won't
2: back be back much again. longer. Woke up at 6:30. Still not in bed. Come out and the dog's lying next to him. He's still on the same game, talking to the same people. And I was like, you've got Do they also work
0: right? at the Gatorade plant or
7: no. they, they just don't sleep? I'm um, so I mean, my one buddy, I guess he's just on, um, he's just on, like, gotcha. kind of okay. stays up super late on yeah. weekends. You're um, a good
0: conversationalist, I guess. Yeah.
7: Wouldn't right? yeah. <laughs> she break. love to hear some of that conversation? No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm <laughs> kidding. She, <laughs> you, wait, but
1: I'm curious to hear your whole side of the story and, like, what your thought process was the whole time. Because we got up until the point where you said she, I didn't hear that she said nightmare. You admittedly admit that you didn't really catch on to that. And that you told her you'd be in there 30 minutes. What was going on through your mind after that moment?
7: Um so once she went back into the room, I was kind of like, Well, I I guess she's I guess she's okay in there, you know. I guess she I guess in my mind I'm thinking, okay, she came out here to get comfort after her nightmare. And, you know, I guess she got that comfort. If she didn't, I figured she would have just kept laying there, you know, because. And, and maybe we were being too loud. I don't know if that if that was the reason why she, you know, went back into the room and left. But I figured once she had gone back in there, she was, like, okay, she got whatever comfort she needed. She was able to go back into the room and fall asleep again and not yeah. not have this anxiety from that nightmare anymore. And yeah, I just, you know, things happen. You just get, you know, carried away. I'm like, okay, it'll only be you know 30 more minutes or so and just you know time keeps going on and on you know things more things keep happening in the game we keep having conversation and can I ask you yeah, a question before, can I ask you a question and I yeah, I want course.
0: I want you to try to be as honest as possible and I'm really putting you on the spot here but when you said it'll just be 30 more minutes in your heart of hearts did you really think it was going to be 30 minutes or were you just saying that to her cuz you thought that's what she
7: needed to hear so she would go back to bed, and fall asleep? No, I, at the time when I told her, I mean, it seemed like the conversation was kind of dying down. Okay. It seemed like we were kind of, it was it was getting towards the end of the night for us. So I was thinking, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, you know, I I wasn't expecting to be up that much All right, later. so I you sincerely
0: tell her 30 minutes and then she falls asleep, but you guys are having a rivet, you're having fun, and you're probably thinking, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, she's sleeping, so like... <laughs> That's exactly it. Why don't I? Should do I?
1: Yeah. So, so she hasn't come out back here yet. So, yeah. So we saw the assumption on your part, which you weren't wrong because that was your reality, Sarah. If you were to, if you were to look at your partner and finish this sentence, how would you finish it by starting it by saying it was never about the nightmare? It's actually.
0: Oh, can I hold on? Can I? That's good. But can I ask a question? Of course. Yeah. Because I just want to finish the. I guess. Was there a, did you guys fight about this the next morning?
2: How was this handled? Okay, so I got up up at like six or whatever o'clock and I was like, seriously, like all night long, like you had the whole night to kind of figure this out. And like, I understand you didn't get to talk to these people, whatever, but at some point you could have turned it off because then it plays out into our next morning because we wake up around like seven or eight with the dog. And then we have the morning before he has to go back to bed because he would have slept all night. So he didn't need eight hours during the day. He would have only needed like four or five. Like he would have needed a shorter amount of oh, sleep before so going back like, to work.
0: Babe, I'm tired. I need to go to bed. Yeah.
2: Basically, Cutting and he was like more
1: well, Sarah time.
2: Yeah. So it like leads from the night into the next morning. Sure. And he was like, Well, I'll come to bed. I was like, It's kind of pointless now. It's like, so six o'clock in the morning, I'm going to sleep for another hour and then you're going to want to go to bed at 10 in the morning. So I was like, what is the point? So,
0: Well, I mean, the point is you'd have an hour <laughs> with your partner who you want to, have to spend more time with. Yeah, not ideal. Well, and I'm not saying you didn't have a right to be frustrated. I'm just, if, if you're asking what the point is, that right. it is an hour and a half yeah. of, of, of time that you say you don't have. So did... And, and did you get defensive when she, like, what? how did, did you guys, was there a fight or or were you guys just agreed to be annoyed at each other? Like, was it like a passive-aggressive annoyance throughout the day? Or was there like a, an argument that pursued? And, and where are we now with this issue?
7: No, I, I wouldn't say it pursued that much longer. I, I didn't get defensive after that. You know, I, I could clearly tell like how how upset she was with me for it. And um, no, I'm never one to, you know, try to argue, argue with her. Like if, if I'm in the wrong, you know, I'll, I'll apologize. You know, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to. How am I trying to Get word defensive. this? I just, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't.
1: Did you feel as if you were in the wrong?
0: Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I can see both sides here. Just.
1: <laughs> well, I'm curious if he felt. Yeah, if that's he what was I'm curious. Yeah. Or... Yeah. yeah,
7: I feel like some <laughs> a, yes and no. I feel like knowing how late I did stay up playing with them and like telling her, Hey, like I will be there like pretty soon here. Like, you know, don't worry about it. So then when I never did show up, you know, that's, that's kind of a, that doesn't exactly make me look the best, but you know, at the same time, you know, playing Xbox is kind of a way for me to recharge decompress, kind of Mm -hmm. kind of just take, take a break from reality for a little bit. And especially playing with some buddies as well that I just haven't talked to in a while and catch up with them uh, was nice as well. So it's both ways, but you know, end of the end of the day, once I saw how upset she was about it, like I, I apologized to her. There was nothing really nothing more I could have could have done. I didn't, I didn't want to defend myself. Cause I knew it would have probably escalated into a, a further argument. And I, I didn't want that to happen.
0: So w- what is your guys's plan if at all?
7: And
2: Sarah,
1: so, did you accept the apology?
2: uh yeah yeah I did and he ended up coming to bed for like that hour hour and a half or whatever but then like you asked where are we now so then again like this morning had some extra time and he got up with the dog took her out and then spent three hours on the xbox in the morning
3: mm-hmm.
2: while I was doing like my regular chores and I was like well this is where
0: yeah
2: it's like annoying so then. right
0: now we don't have a plan to avoid this going forward <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> well, I think we also don't have an an honest exchange of what's actually going on. Like I said, underneath the video game yeah. and underneath your time with your friends that you really need. Like you work a lot like that. Those are strenuous hours on any human being. When a man comes home, he needs to go be in his masculine so that he can come out and be in his masculine and you can be in your feminine. And 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 men need that time away, which is why I would love for you to just say it was never about the nightmare. It's actually blank. Because then we'll find out how he feels about that. Maybe he says, right. well, listen, I'm always gonna need this time with my with my boys on the video game. And then that's another bridge you guys well, have. Just to
0: so out of curiosity, you guys telling the story to us, are you guys learning new bits of information about the other person's point of view, or have you already had this kind of conversation?
2: Um, I feel like a little bit like it's definitely easier now because this was like. Two weeks ago, maybe. So it's definitely like a little less like emotional than just waking up and like having this conversation. Um, So like the fact that he truly didn't hear me changes a little, but it's more like for me frustrated that like he said this amount of time or like I will be there and then you're not and then I will be there and then you're not.
0: But we need a plan going forward, right? There's no plan. No. Right. Right. Without a plan, this will only get worse. Yeah. here help, and help me out but like here's where i think that's it the, the do you you both have a problem right the your your problem sarah is that not only do you want time with your partner and rightfully so that you and to naz's point you don't want you don't want him loving you to feel like a chore Yeah. Who wants that? No one wants that. You want someone to want to love you. That's part of feeling love. That it's like you they enjoy loving you. You know. So and and you having to remind him of this sometimes feels like you have to like it's not now. Now I don't like. Fine, you're in bad, but now it doesn't feel like you want to be here.
1: Right. And now
0: you're stealing that from me. And
1: your inconsistency with not falling in line with your word is making me feel like I'm not getting that love that I need. Yeah. Right? Yes. I don't know. I don't want to put words so in So that.
0: that's that's your problem that he needs to be aware of. <laughs> Ryan, your problem that Sarah needs to be mindful of is that like you and then you have this job. Your job is what it is. And for the time being, that is your job. And maybe I'm, I'm assuming that you'll, maybe you don't want to do that forever or at least the schedule. But for now, that's, that's the hand that the relationship has been dealt. And man, like, yeah. I don't I don't know if I, I don't know if I need to be on my masculine side, but I do need like decompressing. I do like to just fuck, just, you know, be on my phone, you know. Your video games is me on the phone looking at Packer Twitter, you know? And I just need that sometimes, right? And you guys need to put some boundaries and expectations are when video time, game time and quality time happens, but Ryan needs to feel like he's not being instructed what to do like he has all these fucking rules like you're his parent Sarah and or
1: made to feel guilty for doing something that en- really enjoys for him yeah. and that he actually needs to be a good partner or like hear.
0: or feel maybe emasculated that he's like hey guys, whoop, well, sorry, I'm, just, I'm not allowed to do this, you know, like you know, Sarah doesn't let me. You know, you'd you'd hate that, right? And then right. Sarah like you want, you know, and again, correct me if I'm wrong at any point here, but like yeah, you don't you don't want to set so many boundaries where it's like you like you've set all these rules where now like you've basically stolen any chance away from you feeling like he even wants to do this. Like, yeah. you know, so you guys have to first recognize I want Ryan, I want you to feel loved. That is a prior for me. This is the job that we have. I'm gonna want to say no to this. And then you now, Sarah, empathize with the fact that he might need to decompress. And going forward just w- number one Ryan, like do not make do not overpromise and underdeliver. you need to be very mindful ryan that when you are spending time with sarah and i don't know exactly how you but you need to go out of your way to make it feel like you wh- the like i don't know if you do this but like you definitely making her like like the hot hot huffing and puffing or reminding her what you gave up for her is not and people make that mistake all the time mm. They'll want to like remind their partner of what they're giving up for them as a way to be like, I'm doing this for you. And, and, and all that does is come across as you're making me fucking do this for you. And it doesn't come across the way you hope it does. And she's not receiving it the way you hope she is. It just sounds like she has to. So when you give up the video games or whatever it is, like be present and make her feel like, the, only thing you want to be doing right now is sleeping next to her and you just you sarah you just have to trust him even though i'm telling him to essentially fake it <laughs> no, i'm just kidding um uh, but you know what i'm saying you just really have to like do that the hub you know and and you get you you sarah have to find a way to recognize that unfortunately the job is what it is and not only like he can only be that person that we just described if he still feels like he, he can have some independence and some, some alone time and some time alone in his thoughts, because he can't do that at work. and with you, like he loves being in, with you and talking with you about stuff. But like, we all want our own alone time, you know? And my guess is, is you have the ability to have more of you time than he has time for himself. And you guys have to figure out and set some boundaries around like how you guys are going to do that. And definitely, Ryan, you have to respect those boundaries because it will really get you in trouble. Uh, and then you guys will just resent each other. So the goal, I think the, the goal here is to not resent each other going forward because it's such a little thing. And it, I love that you guys were our, our first call for mediation because like the video game playing.
1: Amazing. <laughs> it, I also it's amazing. It's like the-, the
0: universal like issue with young couples.
1: I also love that you guys are like 23 and like coming on and doing this together and I think it's like really brave and honest.
0: Sarah, cover your ears for a second. Take the earphone off. Ryan, Sarah can't hear me. Everyone, Send her like, you know, text messages throughout the day or FaceTime her while you're working and just like those little things it will just go the longest way. Just thinking about you, blah, blah, blah. And you'll get more video game time. I promise. If you just like <laughs> let her know that you're thinking of her while she's feeling lonely during the day. Just. All right. All right. You can give it back to Sarah. Yeah. That was really sweet,
1: Nick.
0: I just lectured him about something. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know if we… Like I think in some of these mediations, there might be a you're totally wrong and you're totally right. But I feel like this is just a a very common relatable, like
1: I think the, actually in most mediations, it's you're both right to yeah. feel the way you feel. How do we come together and fix it? So you guys can move forward in a loving, um, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for in a, in a good way. All right. Yeah. Uh,
0: how do you guys feel? I don't know. We're just, we're just a couple <laughs> podcast people just sharing your opinion. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
7: it's good. Um, yeah, it's, it's, Uh, Because we kind of we talked about it before we came on and we're like, you know, like, do you think they're going to like, obviously pick like if one of like one of us was clearly in the right and the other was in the wrong. And we kind of both were like, yeah, that I feel like they would probably pick pick you, Sarah. So, you know, it's kind of it's interesting. It didn't play out, I guess, exactly the way I was expecting no yeah unless like us, someone but. called them,
0: and yeah, maybe they, i hope they do if of like some, i mean i hope we get <laughs> oh, a variety
1: nick's, nick's ready for that. i hope we get a variety sure. of yeah. stuff but yeah.
0: no these are the most beneficial yeah
1: and because
0: what? most the idea of this mediation thing is like you guys seem like a relatively happy couple things are going great but like fuck you know, people fight people disagree it's hard to mm-hmm. you're you know and and there's always like other reasons for the things that lead up to the thing that you're talking about
1: underlying reason and it's hard to communicate how you feel in a non-predatorial way right yeah like i'm feeling lonely so you have to do this so i don't feel lonely anymore it's not about it's about like this is how i feel how can we come together and productive was the word i was looking for and move forward in a loving and productive way
3: there you go
0: all right, well, hopefully it was yeah. helpful. Thanks, guys. <laughs> nice yeah. seeing yeah. you,
1: Ryan and Sarah. Um,
0: all best of luck. Let us know uh, if you guys are still in love uh, down yeah. the road. And, <laughs> uh, and thank you
1: for everything you do. We yeah. love Gatorade over here. Yeah. BTW. Thanks, thanks, Gatorade. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Take care, guys. How's it going?
1: What's up?
0: What's up? It's going well. Hello, hello. <laughs> Who do we have with us?
3: Um, I'm Abby, and this is Kurt.
0: And nice to meet you. Ha- ha- nice to meet you guys. Hi, guys. How, are, how old are you guys?
3: Uh, I am 26.
0: And I am 29. Okay. How long has you been together?
3: About four years. All
0: right. Do you live together, live uh, separately? Together. All right. All right. Who's telling the story? Who's starting?
3: Um, I'll tell it. Okay. Yeah, you do it. <laughs> two um, for two so far. And, uh, yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, so I don't know
3: if you want both issues we have but um <laughs> so the issue is when it's taco night and we're making the taco meat <laughs> taco night. I say all the meat should be cooked first then you add the seasoning that way you can ensure like all the meat is browned every you know seasoning's not going <laughs> to alter anything he says that the seasoning should be added as you're cooking it god so, I can't wait that, to be in
1: a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I, and a serious question, though. Like,
0: is this like an actual
4: point of contention? Yeah. It it has led to more issues than you would expect. No. Like, yeah. No.
0: Hey. <laughs> I, I I just want to. You, I, have,
1: I, our I, I, yeah, you have our attention. please. Yeah. You have our attention.
0: I I have a strong opinion on on the
1: on taco meat tacos. And, seasoning? and
0: I took great part of my tacos. Nelly and I have taco night. At least twice a week.
1: Okay.
0: And I, I cook my tacos like Abby. Uh, Kurt, Kurt, what is your Kurt, reasoning yeah, yeah. for this bizarre way in which you cook tacos? Bizarre.
4: Okay. Well, I, I see Are you a where we're and, landing on and I'm kidding.
0: I'm, I'm kidding. I mean, I'm, I can't wait till like an actual chef writes the email and tells us yeah. that Kurt's right. <laughs> um,
4: There's no so right or wrong way to make tacos. My reasoning is that you have to get the the, seasoning in there as it's cooking so that it all breaks down, it's all part of the flavor, and you're not just sprinkling it on top and you have a powdery seasoned mess.
0: Once you put the seasoning in, how much water do you apply to the ground beef or whatever your protein is?
3: I don't put any in.
1: Yeah, no water either. Okay, that's… Can we get to the part where this is affecting their relationship <laughs> and why? <what? laughs> well, that sounds nuts. I, I just… I And it just so because you have been transparent, I should be transparent. I I don't like to cook. I think it's very dangerous and it's a hazard and people cut their fingers all the time and we don't talk about it enough, how dangerous the kitchen is. But if I were to make tacos, I would do it the curt way.
0: All right. And I actually do it in between. I, okay. I, I use ground beef. I brown… I cook the meat till… I could eat it without any more. So if I wanted to just eat ground beef cooked, I could. I wouldn't I wouldn't have like, it would be fully cooked. It would be medium well to well done. Right. Right. And then I add the seasoning and then I put what is, I basically put enough water in that it's kind of, well, it looks like soup at first. And then i have the burner on and keep stirring it. So it simmers, it gets in the ground mm-hmm. beef and it evaporates to the point where it's just uh, the consistency you might enjoy. So it's right. fully flavored, fully mixed. It's not watery at all. And that allows me to cook the other things I'm preparing. Uh, <laughs> okay. Honestly, that's... See, so- I
4: just
3: use the natural, like, grease, I guess, leftover from the meat being cooked instead of adding all right. water. So and I'm assuming so. you
0: both, like, learned from your parents how to do this. But why can't you yeah. guys... Why? Why are you both... And this is the crux of it. Why are you guys like dying on this hill?
4: I can talk about why <laughs> I'm dying on this hill. Okay. Because so my wife, Abby, she, is, she loves to cook, is great at cooking and chooses to do a lot of the cooking. And I want to do more of the cooking, but Whoa. this and many other uh, methods that I do are not up to her standards. Mm. So then I'm not given, <laughs> I don't get to do the cooking.
0: Oh,
1: and it's wow. And have you
0: have you 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 expressed this desire to want to literally do more around the house?
1: <laughs> yes. He yeah, has. I'll I'll give him that. He has. <laughs> well, Abby, I'll tell you the the underlying emotional childhood traumatic reason I don't cook is because my mom's the best cook in our family, and every time when I was little, when she was teach, I would ask her to teach me. She'd be like, "I'll just do it." And, yes. it created, <laughs> yes. and it created this inherent fear within me where I won't even, and this is so true, I won't even heat up a man's pizza because I'm like, what if I what if I fuck it up? Like what if the crust is soggy? And so just based off the information we have now, it sounds, it so- I don't wanna use the word emasculating because I don't think I'm someone that can use that word because I am not a man. Um, but I, it sounds like you're kind of scaring him out of doing something that he's trying to like do for the both of you. It's like, let, if if he's going to make tacos, let him make it his way. Because if you only like tacos your way, then it makes him feel like his tacos aren't good enough and they'll never be good enough, which translates to, I'm not good enough to be in the kitchen and do stuff around the house and be a partner in this marriage. That's right? a very
0: good point. I do have a question though, Abby, Yeah. have you, tried kurt's tacos that's a serious yeah. question you have yes and what is yeah. your honest Well, do you like them
1: it, yes yeah <laughs> but not as much as you but
0: hold on yeah right? but like is it yeah but is it the like objectively the taste of the tacos the taste is
3: the same it's the same meat that i use it's okay. the same. i, I
0: I appreciate your honesty, it's, but
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a mental, it's totally a mental thing. And really like if he's the one who gets home first and so then, you know, he cooks cause it's just more convenient that way. Then it's more of make whatever you're going to make, however you're going to make it and I'll come in when it's done. <laughs> so I don't see how you made it. So,
0: <laughs> so there's some control issues going on
1: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's really interesting
1: though did you just pick up on what she just said she said when it's more convenient how did that make you feel kurt
4: honestly that part doesn't bother me because i like i like to help out you Mm. know i like to be supportive around that's an act
0: of service you know your partner wants to relax and he's there to step up when they want to
1: right
4: And that's that's where the bigger thing I think is when I think I'm doing the act of service because that is something like that's big for me the act of service and like words of affirmation and I think I'm doing something really nice and then it makes her (laughs) more. That's interesting. Yeah,
0: that's interesting.
4: Uh,
1: What's to keep you from making it the way she wants it then? If that's if the act of service is for Abby and the love and this is all a love act, we're because we're talking
0: about two different. We're we're trying to combine two different things hmm. because there's yes he could you're, you're truly totally to that point but he also like doesn't want to be like he wants to help and the way he wants to help and like it's also like tacos and is my guess but i do it's it's, it's well, when you were telling the story abby i actually i'm more you especially in the kitchen i i'm more the cook than natalie is um we like a lot of the same things. We cook a lot of the same things, like taco nights twice a week. So like creatures have a habit. And a lot of the dishes, it's like I'm a good cook and I'm really good at cooking the things I like. And so she likes the things I cook. And now like she like will help me prepare stuff. But I recognize that I'm a little bit of a taskmaster in the kitchen. And I have a certain way of I like it done. And she likes it. And we both agree that we really like how I cook it. But there have been things where i did what there have been things where she will say i want to do it this way or she's done it this way mm-hmm. and i'll be like oh this is this is good this is better and i really don't care how we get to the destination you know what i'm saying i don't care about the journey as yeah, long as the I'll destination's great but you know you you do abby and i recognize i empathize with you in the moment the first time if he was doing anything a certain way and I, different than the way I prepare it, I'd be like, I I just, I need to leave because I would, <laughs> I would, I know that would make Nally feel, I would, I would do to Nally what your mom did to you in a way. I mean, mm. not, you know, yeah. I, I recognize that I can, that presence of, of like watching, like, like you're going to critique their every fucking move. That's mm-hmm. annoying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would hate to, I, I know that I do that, but the fact that you could say the ta- tacos taste essentially the same. <laughs> And yet you're still willing to like still want to maintain
4: this control over this. And I think it falls back to a control thing for me too, because it's like, well, I want my way to be a thing that we do and is good mm-hmm. because we we do so much of uh so many of the things her way, which I love and think are great. But then it's like I do want to have like a couple things that are mine. That you, can do you own do yeah. you feel
0: like total transparency and honesty that do you feel generally A general statement in the relationship is you, and I think you kind of just said it, but just want to clarify, you wish there were more things that you bring to the relationship that you've introduced and you guys as a couple or you're doing it your way and that she either enjoys or at a minimum respects that it's your stuff.
4: Yeah, that's totally it.
1: Kirk, would you be okay with one of those things not being the tacos and cooking tacos the way she likes? And maybe, <laughs> Absolutely. Owning, maybe owning something else you guys can pass on to potential children. I don't know. I got to say, though. Future.
0: I got to say, it's possible. But, like, if Abby wanted to throw Kurt a bone, tacos would be a real easy one. Well, Because see, that's they're why tacos, I tried to tacos and they're hard <laughs> to fuck up. But
1: is it easy if you have to swap? I mean, do they really taste the same?
0: Tacos are hard to fuck What's your protein? ground beef ground yeah beef. hard yeah. to fuck up
1: well it's up to yeah. abby's taste buds if she like she just said they're the same
3: okay well if they're <laughs> the same i mean it's really because he'll use the same seasoning as me so i mean as long as it's the same
4: it's solely amount, when it gets added yeah. in the process yeah as long
3: as we're using the same ratio of meat to seasoning there's honestly really <laughs> have, have
1: you guys ever different. had a test how fun would it be to like do oh, it wow. both oh, ways, Kurt, uh, right? Yeah. But wouldn't this be fun Blind when you come t-taps. home, Abby, he makes it both ways and you decide which one's better. And then that's the yeah. one you guys make in, the, in that format or in that pro in that way, moving forward. I actually yeah, really that like be that, really should fun. Do that. And Kurt could own that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A little blind taste test. I love yeah.
4: that idea. Yeah.
1: And then you're spicing it up a little, you know? The the only, yeah. the, the Who only, knows what could happen after? It's fun. I don't know if people get down at the night. Is that a thing couples do? I you uh, we do. The uh, only, uh, the, only problem, I'm a city. <laughs> the,
0: the only problem with that, uh though, is that are you competitive, Abby?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what yeah. I I don't
1: think I, that's like, a problem. Abby
0: Abby jumped on that a little too quickly. I and think I it was, makes like. a so lot fun. <laughs> Yeah, it depends. It depends what the goal is. If the goal is to like compete, then yeah, fun, which is why Abby jumped on all of it because she sees the opportunity to win. And and we're not looking to solve this particular problem. This problem is about Kurt feeling like he's bringing things. He he wants to feel valued. It's it's a little bit of respect, I guess. And yeah, so I think that there's a potential. I think there's a potential problem with like having Kurt get his way be through this competition that Abby can still win.
1: I think Nick brings up a good point. We uh, don't want to f- keep fostering this behavior t- to not come to a resolution.
0: I think there like, they're just, but there seems such a such, such a solvable problem <laughs> because you like you recognize oh, yeah. Abby that like, of course. Do you, you recognize you're probably being slightly unreasonable, Abby? Uh,
3: yeah, okay. hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah. and and knowing that, and I'm with you. I, I can be that person sometimes. How, what do you think is the best idea to like make him not feel that way?
3: I think it's really just giving him full creative control, so to speak, over whether it's taco meat yeah. or something else, but and just not being the one in charge of the kitchen. If he's helping out and cooking, then let him help out and cook. End of story. Now,
0: just out of curiosity, is that like your why do you? I mean, because I, th- I feel like a lot of people would be listening and be like, she wants to help, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and you're just like, no, I want to do it. <laughs> and I'm just wondering, like, what is it about that? that is What What? What do you feel like inside mm. that you're giving up by potentially letting him do that? Because clearly it's not about
1: the tacos. The tacos. There's, there's something… What are you losing? Yeah. What are you losing? The other way. I think it's because it's the kitchen.
3: Like doing other things around the house, go for it, have fun. Like I don't really care, you know, what he does or how he does it that much. But like if it's the kitchen, and you know, generally we'll together kind of meal plan for the week. But most Mm. of the time, it's me. So it's like I already have the meal in my head. Mm. I know how I want to do it. And all of those types of things um so it really comes down to the kitchen is more my domain just because i like to cook and bake
0: now just to clarify kurt is it because i thought before are there other areas where you feel like is it true what abby's saying that her her dictatorship only reigns in the kitchen? Or does it bleed into other areas where you feel like you have, you like your opinion's not as quite
4: as appreciated as you wish it would be sometimes? I think for the most part, like it, it is mostly just in the kitchen, like occasionally uh, doing some house cleaning, things like that. Outdoor stuff is all totally fine. That's all I can do pretty much whatever I want with backyard, front yard, taking care of the lawn. Um, But like some cleaning things, if I, because I, you know, it kind of is the same way. I was never a soft scrub person cleaning bathrooms. I was a spray person. And, Soft scrub is where
0: it's at. Yeah. See, we got married. I
4: was like, I had never been a soft scrub person. She's like, no, you have to use soft scrub. And then (laughs) I didn't know. This led to me almost... Dying in our bathroom because I created a gas when I used the soft scrub and mixed it with something else.
0: Yeah, no. I'm so more Abby in this situation because there's just like, there's just simply a right way to do some things. <laughs> <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, I
4: have heard that
1: so many times. <laughs> but E for effort, uh, Kurt, like you're trying, you know, and you, and you want to help. And so it seems like you guys are just, they're, you're so close, you know, it's like yeah. maybe it's just I mean, a matter of,
3: you do a good a job little. of splitting things 50-50. Mm-hmm. It's more of just those little bickering arguments <laughs> of how to do it. I,
4: I think it is the, <laughs> the give and take piece that you mentioned. And you were talking earlier. I don't think you've ever, like, really told me how, like, being in the kitchen makes you feel. Because <sighs> that's, like, how I feel when I go and I watch my movies and play video games and whatnot. And that's, like, my exactly. escape. Like, putting it on <laughs> that, like, that's... Exactly. I, that... You know, I don't think I'd ever heard you describe it like that. That's wow. so helpful. And so that, that like changes completely how I'll do the tacos however you want if that's like what it comes <laughs> down we're, to. We're just here to I save marriages, it. you
1: know? <laughs> we fucking mediated. I just want to acknowledge how, how beautiful it was to watch you recognize how she felt and you, Abby, sharing that and, and maybe, and and being open to changing your opinion in ways when it comes to tacos for Abby. That was really beautiful to witness. So thank you both of you.
4: Yeah, I think I just thought it was like, this is the way I do it and not really thought into the reasons why well, it's the sticking point. Well, so, that's what's
0: interesting too, because the problem, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seemed like it, it, it all came from intention you didn't realize her intention was something that meant something to her it felt like she was minimizing your opinion or capabilities in a way where it's just like it's almost like she didn't want your help cuz she didn't trust you to do it the right way and almost like i what do you mean? I can fucking do it.
1: We personalize you know? yeah. so much in life. Yeah. And maybe Abby, you didn't even know you felt that way until this moment. Sometimes we have Let's to not get give clear, ourselves clear too within, yeah. within <laughs> ourselves. No, I'm saying sometimes we got to get clear within ourselves. You know?
0: Well, I hope it was, it was as helpful. This, uh, <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. Yes. Honestly, yeah. This is really good. I didn't know what we were getting into this whole time. Honestly, guys, uh, Abby, we neither,
0: didn't either. Neither we just started, I. I just started doing this. Yeah. And
1: I got roped <laughs> yeah. into
0: this. Cause with the, with our ass, our Abby, uh, how did you, Abby, is it, was it your idea? Or was it Kurt? Yeah I, yeah.
3: I follow you and yeah.
0: listen to you. So yeah. Yeah. So she, she Abby said she knows was Abby, Abby, the, on our ass next, it's, it's a one off and it's more like I've been dating someone for nine months and blah, blah, blah. Or my husband, you know, it's always the one sided, like long form story. It's not, Right. It's not taco night. So, taco think, night. Medi- right. Mediation. Um, thanks, great. guys. Thanks so much. Such a pleasure. Uh, meeting thank you, you guys. guys. Best of
4: luck. Yes. All right. Take care. Thanks.
1: To tacos.
4: To tacos.
1: God, I can't wait to be in a relationship and that be like my, my qualms in life, you know?
6: Happily married. He wants to do too much help. He wants to help too much in the kitchen. I don't
1: feel bad what for any of you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know? Did you guys have (laughs) it, Allie, Amanda, any? As a single woman. Where where, did you guys stand on on video game and Taco Gate? Taco Gate.
1: Taco Taco. Gate.
5: I can see more of like the Taco Gate perspectives on both sides. And I think that one was an easier, oh, perspective shifting. mm, The video game one, I feel like I took more of her side.
1: You could probably relate to it. We can relate.
5: Just that, in terms yeah. of, I also enjoy quality time. So if, I, if it was someone purposely, I understand needing some time with your guys, of course, but knowing then that it bleeds into the next day and then he's going to have to sleep and it's just...
0: Oh, in that individual situation, mm-hmm. like he did more wrong. I don't... Well, she didn't do anything wrong because she was sleeping. Um, <laughs> but in terms of how to address it going forward they needed to both adjust
5: equally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is
0: how I saw it because yeah like yeah he he should have ideally recognized he should have known that she liked this they've been dating for this long mm-hmm. he, sh- he said I would be there in 30 minutes
1: he sh- mm-hmm.
0: like he should have known
1: but true or false guys like some people lack the foresight like I remember when she said like and i feel this way all the time with friends with everything where i'm like wouldn't you know i'm always like wouldn't you know that that would cut into tomorrow like cuz i'm always thinking a step ahead and i think sometimes i need to check and remind myself that sometimes there are humans that don't that lack the foresight and aren't really thinking about tomorrow and don't mean to ruin tomorrow and are just in the mo- what are your there's thoughts a- on that as someone who's like in a relationship
0: i think there's a little bit of that i think you can blame it on that a little bit but i think for the most part, everyone's capable of being like, how's this going to affect tomorrow? I don't know if they have the foresight to be like, how's this going to affect you know, my relationship as a whole? Right. I did this like TikTok about it. And it comes down, like, I think people need to stop using the phrase <clears throat> the little things in relationships, especially when it comes... What
1: com- do you mean by
0: that? What does that mean? A lot of times, like, I only ask this for the little things.
1: Oh, do people just- say that?
6: all
0: that you don't you've
6: never
1: You're said like that? Like i don't have the, a lot of experience in it's, the little things. Sort of like, it's the
6: little things it's the little things you know things. when people talk yeah. about like small like gestures of kindness sort of describing those we, it's like the little things friend, like. francesca
0: farrago was a guest and she talked Absolutely. about uh what she just she described acts of service as a love language and some of those things were like i just like it when you like holds my bag or gets me a glass of water it's they, the little they, things. they literally yeah. sound like very thing easy things to do for a partner right and I think we've gotten a habit of of identifying them as little things. And even though we have the best, and we've all done this, we've all of us have done this. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a price to be paid by describing as little things, because if you are someone who gives love through acts of service, not how you receive love, but your primary way of showing love is through acts of service. Like mm-hmm. myself, I am an acts of service guy. I've realized this, you know, like, I haven't had a girlfriend since like taking the love language test. Like, I mean, I guess like the, but like a real, like healthy, you know, like Vanessa and I were just trying to survive through the bachelor world, but like being in a, Hey, I have a relationship and it's going well. And I have the time to think about my love language and, you know, mm-hmm. and this is like the first one. And I realized that like, while I like quality time and I like physical touch, yeah. I give love through acts of service more. It's, I think it's a significant, Number one, and is so that,
1: is it because you like to get love through access service, or that's just how I, I don't. I haven't work. gone that
0: far. I just okay. know that's what I do, okay. and that's how I show it. And uh, like for example, like Natalie, being a surgical tech, will have she has surgeries in the morning, you know, and so some when she works, it's like she's up at like five forty-five, six. Now I usually wake up early, like six thirty-seven, but that extra thirty minutes is not normally when I get up. And so, when she has to go work, I get up with her to make her coffee, feed the dog, so she can sleep a little bit longer. I warm up her car. Uh, it, it's LA winter; it's not that cold. But so I start, nice I start though. her, I start her car, and so she can sleep a little bit longer. I make her coffee, and you know, like pack her lunch again. In I a love way.
3: that. I'm like here you go. Like I love that.
0: And it's just a, it's a little thing. But when 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 we classify them as little things in relationships, I think subconsciously. It has a way of like minimizing its effect. it it almost it, it's a fine line even it we can take it for granted. like i'll if in bed, I've always done this in any girl I've ever had. like if there it always starts to it's like babe I'm thirsty. and I'm like, oh, I got you. Like no woman of that I'm dating I wanna is gonna have to get out of bed, like you're comfortable. I'll go get you water. like I will slay that dragon. and and then at some point, it's like down the road. A year in, I'm thirsty, and they just look over at me, and I'm just like,
6: "You're the water boy now."
0: Yeah, I become the water boy,
6: you know. And I think
0: sometimes when we call it the little things, it implies that that just becomes that's the, that's the thing you do. You you it becomes the job, not the act of service. You like steal that act of service away from the person who is doing those things to try to show you love, not to like get you water. They're literally trying to show you love.
1: So you're saying we should call it like bigger things.
0: I don't know. Well, you it's know, interesting. because it's, think- it's just a little thing we do.
6: I think it's interesting because I think the origin of it in calling it little things, it's meant to call attention to someone being really thoughtful. Like it's not big glaring things. It's them going out of their way to discover small things or not small things, but things that could be easily overlooked and taking it upon themselves to identify those things and Mm -hmm. show up for a partner in that way. Mm -hmm. So it's like almost in the origin story, I think it's meant to be complimentary as a little thing, but it's become almost diminishing in the sense of like, it's just little.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That we shouldn't, we shouldn't think of it in a diminishing manner. It should be thought of as we, and, more and than that. And I
0: agree. We don't even mean to. We're not even trying to diminish it. We're just like, I think our subconscious, hey, if you call something little or small, right. the point of us saying little or small is that like, I'm not asking for much. You know? Yeah. In relationships, we, we're always like, even whether we're, like we're aware or like our subconscious, we don't want to ask too much. We don't want to be oh, I'm so hard to date because I ask so much. I'm needy. I'm needy. I have these great expectations, you know? Like I'm not, and so we call them little things, you know? I agree with you. And all of a sudden, it's just like, I just only ask for little things. And meanwhile, at no point does that partner who's doing all these little things feels like they've done anything for you to make you feel love. And the next thing you know, you're like, well, when's the last time you got me anything? And I'm not saying just because someone does acts of service because there's how you give love and how you receive love. So just because I'm an acts of service guy, I still have to step up in other areas that aren't as natural because Natalie feels love that way. Right? But like, I still, I would hate that to be stolen from me. Mm
1: -hmm. That
0: ability to show her love. And sometimes it's a matter of just letting that person know
1: that that's your love line or that's how you give love. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're spot on, Nick. I think words are really important and we need to pay attention to how we say words. And I wonder if we called it like the loving things, (laughs) like how different people would treat it. Um, I think words are really important. I think. I I like that you have made that observation. Calling it the
0: little things is a slippery slope. Because it's not a little
1: thing. It means
6: a lot. And like the precision of words, because it goes back to what you were saying about like all we have is our word. Mm. So even though it seems like, oh, it's not a big deal. I said I would be there in 30 minutes and I was actually there later. It's like those small details that can have such a, big impact because it's. I think so much of a relationship is feeling seen and understood. Mm-hmm. And those small miscalculations can really create a divide
1: there. 100%. I think at, in my personal love journey, like all I've ever wanted more, because I think anyone can feel or make someone feel loved. And I am just dying to really feel understood. And I think that's that's really under what a lot of people want is we just want to feel understood, I think more so than loved sometimes.
0: Sure. How much do you feel like you totally understand yourself?
1: And that's… I love that you asked that question. I'm getting there. Um, but I think you have to really know yourself, right? To expect someone else to understand who you are. So I think that's great that you brought that up.
0: Because I've i have always… I think we all do. But it's just like, I don't know if people like get me. You know? Mm-hmm. I but, don't feel understood. But do and you then get I've, yourself? I've still… I mean, there are in the past couple of years… Mm-hmm. I guess even like, you know, you don't have a relationship for a long time then you get a girlfriend, your perspective changes.
3: Mm.
0: And there have been things I've realized about myself in the past year or two where it's just like, well, of course no one got me. I, I wasn't, yeah. I, I wasn't seeing how it was being perceived. Mm. I, You know, like, yeah, they didn't get me, but like, I guess I didn't get, like, I, of course that would annoy me or annoy someone else. Mm-hmm. And so it's becoming aware of your expectations or just accepting who you for, are for me it's sometimes we want to you know we have to accept that people are going to appreciate certain things about us because there are strengths and yeah. then there are our weaknesses and it'd be nice for people to appreciate those things about us too but like or
1: understand but that not, might, not, might not be
0: who we are
1: right
0: well naz thanks two days in a row
1: I mean double whammy. Uh, I'm so I'm so stoked. Thank you I for hope people me, enjoy man. this
0: new mediation. It's going to just front expectations. Uh well let us know what you think about it first and foremost. We'll probably just do one per episode. We did two as a kickoff. Uh So,
1: also, can I just say I'm like not a licensed therapist or like in any way? You could have fooled us. (laughs) Also, like, please take everything I say with a grain of salt. I don't know what the hell. We set that expectation
0: with our audience. I also
1: have not been in many long term relationships. Therefore, I am the blind leading the blind, as Samantha Jones has said on Sex in the City. Yeah. Probably should have said that before. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) We, uh, that is who I am.
0: My audience knows I'm not an expert. Okay. Yeah. And unless, unless we deem him as such, it's assumed we're not. Uh, remind the people where they can find you.
1: Yeah. So I'm at Naz Perez on Instagram and I run a support group for people that are heartbroken um, called Heartbroken Anonymous. And we run virtual meetings, in-person meetings in LA, virtual for people that live all around the world. And you can go to heartbrokenanonymous.com to join. And it's just a place you can come and share stories of heartbreak to remind yourself you're not alone.
0: Amazing. Uh, Don't forget to send in your questions and your fights at AskNickCastMe.com, cast with a K. I hope you guys enjoy this new segment. We're going to play around with the kind of structure of the show. Maybe you guys fucking hate it. I don't know. Uh, but it's something I think we want to do at the tail end of our uh, Wednesday's episodes with our guests. So the format won't sound exactly like it uh, did this episode, but some version of it. And uh, either way, send in those questions for Ask Nick episode. And uh, if you are in a fight with a friend or... A partner or, or a coworker. Job. I don't know if you can get your co. Yeah, can you get your coworker? The idea is we want both of you. We need we need the mediation. Allie
6: and I are going to let's call just it. stage a fight. <laughs> just-
0: anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, don't. Uh, that's it. I think that's it. Uh, next week, Morgan Cohen, more recapping of the batch. Ask Nick on Monday. Thanks for listening, guys.